This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome back to the island. We are so glad that you have joined us again for another exciting episode of Lost. But what would make this even more exciting, though, is if they bring Lost back somehow, whether a a, a sequel series. But you know, we, we'll we'll get that next year on the ten year anniversary when obviously you know we know something's going to happen. But this is not that time. This is this time we are talking about Lost episode number four, um, White Rabbit. White Rabbit, and a lot to discuss in this one, but I can't do this by myself. I am Mike, and I also have with me Bill. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Mike? Oh, nothing much. I'm excited to talk about some loss. What about you? I'm very excited. I am, like, I'm in my zone right now. I just, just today finished my last day of work for the school year as a teacher. Like, this is, like, the happy time for me. It's, like, (laughs) Tuesday is a Friday, and the weekend is 60 days long. Man, this is my busiest time for my work. So, because I'm a pastor, summer times are, like, my busiest times of the year over the school year. Uh, So, you're you're, going to get a rest and I'm gonna get the workout, and uh, <laughs> but I, I've been doing a lot of I've tried to binge a lot of Stranger Things lately too because um, I know season three is coming out soon, and I'm a huge Stranger Things fan, so I'm going yeah. back, I'm, going, I'm going back through the two seasons to um, to really uh, uh, get my mind refreshed right now. That first season, um, that first season was like a summer event. Yes. Like that, I forget what, was it 2016? I think it was the summer of 2016. I remember I moved into my new house and, um, you know, the unfamiliar place and hot summer kind of like nights. And we were, my wife and I were watching that show. And I remember just hearing stuff in the neighborhood for the first time, just the regular stuff. Now it seems like the regular stuff, but at the time it was all very creepy and weird. And it just had yep. that, it just, oh man, that show had that summer vibe. Um, and then season two was was a fall thing, but we're back to summer, and I'm I'm super pumped. Actually, by the time um, I think by the time this episode gets aired, people it'll be out, right? Like it'll be pretty close it, to out. It sh- so it should be, yeah. So yeah, well, you know, so in, enjoy the enjoy the show. I'm I'm so pumped for it. I'm, uh, it's a great show. I am too. I'm interesting how they're gonna do like the mall and everything, but we'll we'll you know that's that's a whole other ball game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about Stranger Things, though. We wish, but we're here to talk about Lost, though, which is so much better. And we want you to join our conversation with Lost. So here's how you can do it. All right? You can email us. Or if you want to get a hold of us, like, really quickly and talk about it, you could join us in Discord. All right? So you go to RetroZap.com, find the Discord button, click on it, join it, and then there is a section of there for Previously on Lost podcast. 
and join us in the discussion on Lost. Tell us what your favorite episodes were. Tell us what you thought of the of the most recent episode that we just talked about, and and um, let us know your thoughts. If you're new to if you're new to, to Lost, tell us your theories. If you're used to Lost, um, tell us something that kind of caught you off guard when you watched it. And now, don't spoil it for everybody, but we want you to join us in Discord. All right, because it's a lot of – I enjoy Discord. I'm in a few Discord servers myself, um, and it's nice to find like-minded individuals in Discord to talk about some things with and uh, also to air some problems out with that with some things that you had in the show or the movie. Um, but this is White Rabbit, so by the time this airs, we want you to talk about White Rabbit with us. All right, go, so, so go to RetroZap.com, find us on Discord in there. And join us. And the Discord chat, the Discord server has a bunch of channels. Uh, it'll introduce you to like lots of different content from RetroZap. Uh, whether you're a collector or you're a DC fan or a Marvel fan, or uh, I mean, there's Animaniacs in there. Just so <laughs> so many like fun things going on in the in the RetroZap Discord server. The lo- previously on Lost channel being one of many just awesome chats going on in there yeah yeah and then you have your podcast as well um your your other podcast bill in there as well isn't it yeah so i my my other podcast is called the dork lair and it's basically straight up action figure collecting podcast so if you if you like action figures and you're into collecting and stuff like that i we, we talk a lot about um dc star wars marvel figures and and so on all right yeah so, so y'all check those out and listen we'll give you another way to plug in with us um here at the end of the podcast stay when we go to a closing i know if you're like me a lot of times when you hear closing credits if you've already joined everything you just kind of skip over closing credits um but we want you to stay with us so you can so you can see where you can find us at on twitter and other social media to interact with us as well so make sure you stay through the closing all right is anything else before we get started bill Let's do this. All right, go ahead. Episode number four, White Rabbit. Okay, so this episode aired on October 20th, 2004. Happy birthday to my sister. That's her birthday. (laughs) She probably will never hear this podcast, but... (laughs) And I meant to say it's episode five, not four. Sorry, guys. Episode five. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, And then it's... uh, This one was directed by Kevin Hooks and written by Christian Taylor, And the synopsis goes, Jack begins to experience visions of his dead father, Christian. He runs into the jungle, trying to find him, but things go wrong when he falls down a hill and off a cliff. And I just realized that the writer named Christian is also the same name as Jack's father. I don't think that was intentional, but that was great. I don't, that I mean, could they, that could go in the episode facts. There you which, go. Which start with most of the indoor scenes were filmed inside an abandoned Xerox building. Five years previously, the building was the site of the worst mass shooting in Hawaiian history. Wow. Harsh. Ouch. I'm not. I'm not I don't. Laughing. I don't remember. I'm not laughing at the shooting. That's not what I'm laughing at. So that would be 1999. Well, probably like 98, 97, 98. Right. I don't. I don't remember that. I mean, but like you know, that's a long time ago. All right. And then so this is the first episode with a flashback featuring both child and adult versions of a character. And this is the first episode to open with a flashback. Which yeah. we'll get to in a minute. That was a really neat opening. 
Uh, and then also, uh, so this episode is rated TV PGLV. So I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what LV means. Do you? Love? I guess. I was literally <laughs> just about to ask you, do you know what LV means? <laughs> nope. Oh. All right. So this episode, we talk about White Rabbit. There's a... We're, we're going to kind of go through the different things, but there's a there's a very big emphasis throughout this whole episode as we discuss it, as we go through it, on the action of physically searching for something, or spiritually or mentally searching for something. There's a there's a big heavy emphasis on searching. Yes, which connects to the title. Obviously, this white idea rabbit. of the white rabbit is a a lure or sort of like this thing that that you sort of follow i mean the, the idea of follow the white rabbit um and it takes you down this path of oh this little clue leads you on this search for all these bigger things right and some people find what they need at the end of the search at the end of this episode um and i like how they set up the next episode i don't want to give it away yet um but there's definitely some some groundwork laid in this episode for the next episode that we're going to talk about. And we'll get to that when we get to it. So let's start it off. Uh, We start off this episode, like I said, with the flashback. Uh, We see a young boy on the ground and we see a friend of his apparently getting beat up in the schoolyard. And it's another lying on the ground. eye shot. So zoom in on an eye and then you pan out or sort of up, I guess. Right. And you, um, right. You know, you, you always at first you're like, whose eye is it? Is it Jack again? And yep, it's actually Jack, but it's a little kid, right? Right, right. And you know, he gets told, you know, stay on the ground if you know it's good for you. And he gets up and he tries to go up his friend, and well, he gets punched in the face. And then we go back to the present time. All right. By the way, I I thought it was had. I thought I used to have people tell me, if you don't be quiet, I'm going to punch you into next week. Maybe that's maybe he punched Jack a few. No, no, no. That's that's <laughs> that's probably not it. But um, we're back in present time, and Charlie runs to Jack and yells that there's a woman who was caught in the current and drowning. Um, so Jack immediately runs toward the beach, toward the ocean, um, to. Uh, to go save this woman, and we get the first mention that Charlie doesn't swim. Now, that is a nugget that we're going to drop and tell you that Charlie mentions that he does not swim, but you need to remember that. Mm-hmm. That is that is a very important part of the show. Um, so Charlie does not swim. So Jack races, and he jumps into the ocean, and when he gets there, he goes down, and he comes up with not the woman, but Boone. And he brings Boone back. Um, and then he runs back out into the water for. The and there's moment. a moment right there. there. There's like a very important moment where he's swimming Boone back to shore. Um, you know, and we're talking Riptide here, right? Like the only right. reason anybody would be out there like struggling would be Riptide. Um, very dangerous. And so he's struggling to bring Boone back. But he wants he wants to make sure Boone is safe. Like so, he has this moment where he has to decide: Should I leave Boone and then go save this woman, or and and possibly risk Boone's life, or do I bring Boone back and then try to get out there and save the woman? So he obviously brings Boone all the way back and tries to get out there to save the woman. Right now, now here's a question I had: Out of all those passengers on the plane out of there, how is it that not one of those other people could swim too, like Jack? I don't know. Maybe they didn't have the courage to go do it. I, 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 I guess. I just. I mean, I just thought about it. I mean, you know, 
Jack's the only one. Everybody else is just standing on the beach. <laughs> At least somebody could have like met him to Halfway. where he's got Boone, right? Like, all right, pass Boone off to I don't know Michael or someone, and right. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, apparently no one. He was on his own there, but you know it helps with the symbolism and stuff. Oh yeah. So we do find out after we do find out from Kate that Joanna didn't make it. Her name was Joanna. Um, and there was a moment where the cut, the end scene, like the cut scene off of that was he, it was like you get a big wide angle of the ocean and you don't see anyone. Right. And, you know, like going into this episode, we know that he had been seeing his father, like at least seeing a vision of a man, right? We find out this episode, it's his father, but like he had been seeing a man, right? Um, in a suit. And, like, there's a moment where when you're watching it, you're like, okay, so... And I had hadn't even remembered that there was an actual person that died, right? Like, I was like, okay, so were they sort of hallucin... Was this, like, a, a hallucination or a non-existent person out right. there? Some sort of trap, some sort of lure, siren, whatever. But, yeah, it turns out that... Uh, what was it? Joanna? Right? Joanna. Yeah. And see, and see, I'm just the opposite. I knew that I figured there was somebody out there, but I thought when he stopped to catch his breath and he came back up, and then tried to get his breath again, that goes back under. I forgot that he came back up with Boone. Um, I I thought he just couldn't find her, and she ended up drowning. He just and he and he swam back to shore. For some reason, I forgot that he came back up with Boone um, after watching. It. So you can tell you how long I've been since I've watched it. Um, but we do find out, like I said, from Kate that Joanna did not make it. Um, and Jack failed, or at least he, he feels like he failed. Right. Um, he, he, he failed to save her. He failed to know her. You know, he's questioning, am I a good leader if I fail to do these things? And we'll get to a flashback about that in just a second about his failures. So in this, in this episode, you're going to see Jack fail over and over again, or in his mind, he's failing. And that brings back the discussion with his father. So as Jack is speaking with Kate, he sees a person in a suit standing in the water. Um, we don't know exactly who this guy is yet. I mean, we know now, but we don't know who he is yet. But he sees this guy standing in the water, and, and Kate thinks he's just losing it. He's like, Jack, how much sleep have you had? Um, you know, are you are you okay? Do you need some water, buddy? And and so the scene then shifts to Michael, and um, Michael or is talking with Walt, and Walt is. Um, He's brushing his teeth like Sun showed him the previous episode, and he's putting the water in his mouth. And Michael tells him to, you know, don't, don't swallow the water. And he asks, well, why? And, you know, because salt water make you it make you thirsty, it make you thirsty. You, you know, you know, you don't need to do it. Um, and I'm pretty sure those salt water would probably taste disgusting in your mouth, even if you were just using it rinse. Um, so, anyways, we have we have that scene. Anything about so, we've talked about? So. Like that to me is like a like Michael is being tested throughout this these first few episodes at least and throughout the series right like he's he's for sort of thrust into the father role right this yeah. role that he didn't have and um, he he totally fails this test today like all all Walt asks is why can't I drink it. Which is a totally natural thing for a kid to ask about ocean water, because if you don't, if you don't know, like you don't know. But 
I mean, unless Michael also doesn't know. I guess that's one possibility is that Michael also doesn't know why. He just kind of knows that it's a thing. But, like, he totally becomes impatient and he's like, he's like, just because, because I said so, or something like that, right? Like, classic parent right. language. Um, so, yeah, like, that lack of patience right there, just the time to say, hey, it's full of salt. It's got way more salt than it than regular water. And if you drink it, it's going to dry you all the way out because salt dries you out. Or, whatever, you know, just give them an explanation or something. But um, Or even say, I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, at least you're being honest with the kid. And like I think, something and I think that's, besides because I said so. <laughs> right, and, and, and I think that's, that's what Walt is looking for with Michael, um, is he's looking for some, some honesty and some true, genuine care. Uh, it's almost as if Walt probably feels at this moment that, well, he's just here because he's my dad and, you know, we can't talk about, well, we hear he mentioned about his mom, didn't he? Or Michael already said, said what happened to his mom, didn't he? I believe he did about an episode or two ago. Yeah. So, and it feels like, well, you just thrust on me a couple weeks ago. You know, you're, you're not really my dad. I hadn't seen you in years, you know? And, and so he's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a parenting test and he just has no patience for Walt. And this whole, like, this whole, like, sorry, I don't have time for your questions is even more ironic when you're trapped on an island, right? Like, you have all the time in the world for the kids' questions. Like, that's all you got right now. Right, right. And and I love the way that this that this episode is building like little communities. So we we go from Jack and Kate. We'll see Jack and Boone here in a little bit. Now you're gonna you saw Michael and Walt. Now we're the scene shifts to Son and Jen, and Son and Jen are having conversation. That's about somebody's you know about is somebody gonna come? And Jen's like someone's coming. Don't worry about it. But Son wants to reach out to the rest of the group, but Jen refuses. Yep. Jen, Jen doesn't want it. He seems very caring at times, but yet very authoritative. Um, is there any idea, do you have any idea about why he wants to keep them isolated? He does not want to reach out. Why do you think he wants to keep them isolated? At this point in the story, it feels like a sort of abusive relationship where you have right. a husband who wants control. He wants power and control over his wife. And these moves are sort of like there to try to like maintain or establish or keep that control going, mm-hmm. which says to me that there's this side of uh, of of son that is uh, like outward seeking and freedom seeking and that wants to do all that stuff. Like like knowing that this is how he reacts to her, like maybe that she's this more independent person than she seems. Right, and keeping keep an eye on Jen's character because Sun is Sun is a very interesting character as as she develops um, over the next you know season or so. She becomes a very interesting character to watch. So watch. So so our our advice to you is to be to watch this show dynamic or this this dynamic between these two. Yeah, track these characters for sure. Because it's very good. And then the only thing I, the note I have at the next scene is Sawyer's reading Watership Down. Very good book, by the way. You need to read if you haven't. Um, and he's is the general store. He, he apparently everybody's coming to him because he he looted, and um, and who else comes to him? None other than. Um, Oh man, I forgot her name now. Shannon, Shannon comes thank to him. You. For some reason, I kept saying Kate, but it was Shannon. So Shannon comes to him, and she is looking for something to help with the fleas, the sand fleas. Yeah. 
And uh, he he said, well, your money's no good here. Well, what do you want? And he just kind of looks her up and down, and she just kind of gives this look of disgust. And he said, he said $5,000. And uh, she says, you know, I thought you didn't care about money. And then, and then what did he say, Bill? So he says, your money is no good here, which, you know, on the surface is just like your classic sort of, at, at first, right? It's like your classic, uh, no, don't worry about it. I don't need your money. Like, just take it kind of thing, which is funny because she takes it totally opposite and like they go down this whole path of what do you really want? And then she gets mad at him and throws it back at him and stuff. But for me, this brings me back. I don't think it's... It's not intentional or anything like that. But it reminds me of Watto in The Phantom Menace. And I'm always looking for Star Wars connections. Lost Star Wars. And uh, so Watto says, Your Republic credits are no good here to Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace. And so that kind of like, you know, you have this guy Watto who's like this negotiator and trying to like establish this power like financially and this sort of like... um, you know, he just wants to control people with money, right? And then you have Sawyer, who's, he's like, in some ways in this scene, at least, he's like the Watto of the island. Um, so for all you <laughs> Watto fans out there, I know it's now the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. Um, there you go. Sawyer is Watto. But, yeah. that That's just funny. Me trying to picture Sawyer flying. Um, <laughs> with little wings, <laughs> they are exact visually exact opposites. You know, you got like the yes. heartthrob looking Sawyer, rebellious looking cool dude, and then Watto. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, so she like 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 Bill says she throws the uh, the can back at him, and uh, she 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 storms away. She is still in this. Um, you know, even though they've been missing for you know six days, she's still in this this whole, you know, uh, prim, proper, wanting, you know, everything given to her kind of a mindset. Right. She's She hasn't accepted survival mode yet. And it, you know what, though? Right. Like, the thing about those sand fleas, um, if you've ever experienced them, if you've ever been with a group of people and you, there's been sand fleas, you'll know that, like for some reason they'll just they'll go all after one person and like it will drive you nuts like that i i can totally see how she feels in that moment because i've been that person where it's like i'm the only one that's just being attacked by sand fleas and everybody else is fine i don't know if they attack a certain you know blood type or (laughs) certain type of aroma or what but um i've been there and sand fleas are not fun right I mean, I no, no, they're not, they're not. So the scene shifts again to Kate. Um, starts is looks like she's going through some clothes, and Claire joins her, and um, she said that she's separating the practical from the impractical clothing, and um, you can definitely see that Claire is having some health issues. Um, even even before knowing what it is, you could you could you could generally tell what's going on. There's definitely some heat exhaustion. You know, dehydration because there are obviously some there's there's a low water supply with it being the beach and the, all the water they had left was on the plane and whatever they catch in the rain. So you can definitely tell she's having some health issues. So another issue that arises after all this happens is an exhausted Jack tries to run away from leadership again when the water runs low. So it gets brought to him by Hurley and Charlie that 
dude, the water's running low. What are we going to do? And they're just, they're, they're asking questions and doing this and saying this and saying this. And finally, Jack just says, I don't know. Why are you, why are you talking to me? He does not want this leadership responsibility because he feels like he's going to fail. And, and that's generally what this episode boils down to is a lot. Jack doesn't want to do it because he feels like he's going to fail. Um, I, I do love, though, how everyone is looking for him from Goddess, yet he doesn't want it. And I also love the dynamic of Hurley and Charlie in this scene. You could start to see this little unique friendship <laughs> formed between these two guys. Yeah, and Hurley's Hurley's perception of of reality is hilarious here. Like he basically believes yeah. in magic because he's talking about can we use the stick method to find water? <laughs> you know, I forget what that stick is called. <laughs> Divining stick? I, I forget what it's called, but it's something like that, yeah. You know, use the stick or the dog can go find water. Um, he's looking, he's generally like wanting to try to figure out solutions, but, um, they're all magic based solutions, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <It> really <is. laughs> and Charlie's not even finding any of that. He's just, he's just talking about his own thing about water and, and, and Jack just shows him off and he doesn't want to do it. And you can see clearly though, you can see Jack is exhausted. Yeah. So then we get another flashback and here's where we start to see his leadership problems. So Jack walks into his father's study, and when he walks into father's study, he's got a black eye. We understand where that, we know where that came from in the previous flashback. And he said he stood up for a friend of his, and he got punched for it. And his dad looks at him and says, when you fail, you just don't have what it takes. And this really helps us understand his leadership struggle more, I think, in the, in the present timeline. Is because he's a fail. Is he's afraid to fail, because then he just won't have what it takes. Um, so that's an interesting flashback scene that kind of sets up the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's it's like an arrogant father trying to. It's almost like the cause effect thing here, right? Like, yeah. I am so capable. I know how to do. I, I am. I, I can do things that almost no one can do. Like there's this very small fraction of the world that can do the things that I can do. Right? That's the, a surgeon, right? Um, and I'm he, like the father is so sort of like confident in himself that it creates this lack of confidence in his child, right? And he kind of projects this reverse upon jack his child and 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 for that reason jack is sort of like i don't know like what uh, kind of lesson he's trying to teach him or whatever but he's just he's almost like you just don't have what it takes you just you just don't have it like you don't have this thing that i have i'm sorry kid and it's just it's a harsh kind of way to like so you know going back to bad parenting right like i guess that's a little bit of a sub theme here in this episode but yeah it's that's rough it's 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 like he's he's like he's trying to push him to be better than what he is but doing it in it from a negative connotation from like putting him down to make him get self get back And and in so doing he's causing the problems that he's sort of trying to say are there you know what i mean it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing right um, so the scene shifts back, and we see Boone finally confront Jack about saving him. I mean, he's 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 ungrateful because Jack saved him. He said, "You should have left me there. I was fine. I was fine, and you should have gone and got 
Joanna, and and clearly we know Boone wasn't fine because obviously Boone was under the water. Yep. So obviously he was not fine, but he kept saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, and until Jack sees the man in a suit again. Now, I took this – now, now we, we kind of look a little differently at this scene. I, I kind of see this as Boone. I feel like he's trying to reach for the, the, the alpha dog spot that Jack doesn't want. And I, and I get that from the later on in the episode when we deal with the water situation. Uh, that's how I saw it. It's, a, it's almost like – I don't want to say a power grab, um, but it's, it's fine, Jack. If you're not going to leave, then you should have let me do it. I was fine, and, and that, that's, how I, that's how I saw it. How did you see this scene? So I, I don't think it next necessarily – I don't think these things are necessarily like opposing viewpoints, um, but I saw this as like Boone maybe possibly feeling guilty, right? And okay. and so like it's this subconscious way of him trying to convince himself that he was fine, and then in turn convince Jack that he's the one who made the mistake. Like you didn't realize I was fine. You should have left me and swam out to save her. Not my fault. She drowned. It's your fault, kind of thing. Um, right. That's how I kind of took it. But like that doesn't necessarily mean that it isn't some sort of again this like subconscious play to tr- to try to like feel important or feel like you're a leader or helping or making like 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 contributing in some way right and yeah it it, it was just it was a very to me it was a very interesting scene it really was um but anyway so so like 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 we like we move on here is that He's talking to Boone until he sees this man again in the suit. So he chases after the man, and he eventually finds him in the woods. And it turns out to be none other than his father. Yeah, and I mentioned his father earlier, but we don't. This is the exact moment where we actually, you know, like throughout the episode, you you don't know. Like your first time through, you don't really know that that's his father. There's no way of really telling, right? So. Yeah. Right. I mean, you kind of get a glimpse of it a little bit when you see the flashback, um, but it it, but you you don't know for sure yet until Jack falls on the ground and yells "Dad" and says "Dad." Mm. So it, it it's awkward because well now we know his dad's on the island <laughs> or is he? And we'll find that out here in a little bit. So it, the scene flashes back again, and Jack is speaking to his mom about bringing his father back from Australia, and he refuses to go get his father. Um, well, obviously we don't know yet. You will, we, we will find out here later on in the show, but obviously Jack did something because his mama won't let him refuse because of what he did to his father. Yeah. Now I know what it was. I believe, you know why he refused to do it. Um, because, or or what he did to his dad. Do you remember what he did? I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. Okay, I, okay. Like, I, don't I don't want to say because I, I, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Somebody who hasn't seen, but I, he did do something to his father and he refused to get him, but his mama said, you don't have the right to, to, to not go get him, right. which yep. she did to him. Yep. So listen, this is a public service announcement. When mama says do something, <laughs> go do it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're 30 or 40 or 50. If your mama asks you to do something, you do it. <laughs> That's right. It's your mama. So back in the present, we see Walt running down the beach, and he races to tell Kate that Claire has passed out from the heat. So Kate runs over there, 
Charlie finds it too, and Charlie goes, and he goes to get the water, because there was only, what, 17 bottles left of water, and he goes to get the water from the suitcase, and it's gone. It's stolen. Yep. All right. Now, this sets up a very interesting precedent the rest of the episode, so keep with it here, guys. So the group, so Locke, Saeed, and Kate, it's nice to see Locke brought back in. Locke, Saeed, and Kate discuss the missing water and going into the jungle to find some. So they know the water's missing, and they know they need to get water. So they have to go somewhere to get water because, well, without water, you die. I love what is said here by Locke. He says, when the group finds out the water is gone, it's going to get ugly. When they find out someone pinched it, it's going to get uglier. That's, that's, a very, that's a very true statement. When man is pushed to utter desperation, there is a me-only mentality. The yep. true primal nature of man will come out. When there you is- mentioned um, a couple weeks, two weeks ago? I, I forget when, but we mentioned Heart of Darkness, right? Right. And the, the like dichotomy or the contrast between you know quote unquote savage man and civilized man and how the line between those things is very blurry and oftentimes and I've been reading a lot of um, I've been reading a lot of Robert E. Howard Conan the Barbarian stuff lately oh uh, okay uh, and, and like that gets at this kind of thing in a different a much different a much less literary way than um than like Heart of Darkness, but this idea of like, like s- the person you think is the savage or the barbarian is uh, does actually like much more civilized or per- perceived civilized things oftentimes than the actual civilized people. So you have this thing where, um, you know, with these people who are running out of water, these civilized people who are running out of water, they're going to if they do, they're going to get savage. <laughs> you know, they're going to, it's going to get gonna savage. Get Lord of the flies. Right. You know, and here's what's going to happen. And that's a very much like a big deal in lost. This idea of civilized people becoming, um, savage. barbarians. Yeah, it is. And, and it's almost like a, it's almost like an adult version of Lord of the flies. Exactly. And if you've, by the way, if you've never read that book, I encourage you to go read it. It's a very interesting book. Poor piggy. Um, so we're gonna, so he's, so someone, it's gonna get uglier. So Locke volunteers to go into the jungle. He said, because Said and Kate need to stay at the camp to keep order. Because they're the ones that people are listening to is Said and Kate. It's an interesting, I love this dichotomy because here's what you have in this plane crash. You have everybody looking to Jack and now Locke, Said and Kate. So you almost have this, this, you almost have like Jack and then the triumphant. Or, 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 or the triumvirate that are that are kind of ruling the camp in a good way. I mean, they're trying to help. They're trying to do what they can to keep maintain peace. So they stay at the camp, and we get, we flash over to Jack, and he's barreling through the woods looking for his quote-unquote white rabbit, and he's screaming. <laughs> he's just, I mean, you can tell this guy, the heat has got him. He is just screaming. Um, so then the scene flashes back, and we see Jack. He's in a hotel room with a hotel employee. Obviously, we so we know he's in Australia now. Um, and it's very interesting to note, he is scanning the room full of pills and alcohol. And the employee states that no one would rent his father a car. Well, why not? Well, and we cut it off before that. 
um, before we can find out why he would nobody to rent him a car. Um, but we do find out in this scene that Jack's father is a chief of surgery. Right, and that's a very that's that's a very that's a very civil civil that's civilized people trying to throw power around. Like Jack is like like there there's a subtle cultural thing there when you're like, well. He's a chief of surgery. You know, it's yeah. like this uppity kind of thing. And then and you have like the hotel worker like sort of bows and he's like he's like, Oh, my apologies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I implied otherwise. You know what I mean? Something like that. Right. It's it's all very cultural uh it's 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 cringeworthy, you know? It is. It is. And you're also gonna find out why his dad was in Australia later on in the series as well. Mm-hmm. So keep keep that in mind. So it flashes back to the present and Jack finally arrives in a clearing and he sees his dad, but as he runs toward him, he trips over a branch, rolls down a hill, over a cliff, but he grabs the vines to avoid falling. This is a this is a great action sequence right here. This is right. like this is like some this is, this is some Jones stuff right yeah here. this is Indiana Jones yeah this is cinematic stuff right here this is where this show gets super cinematic it, like that scene was pretty um, you know get your blood pumping in that scene to watch that right and it's and he's and he's and he's starting to slip and he's hanging there and all of a sudden that the music builds up and then you see who pop over but Locke himself. So, but so Locke catches up to Jack pretty quickly, but we know Locke is a good at tracking. So Locke catches up to Jack and he pulls him back up, and then Jack just starts laughing. <laughs> and it started off, it, you almost like that one moment you think he's crying, right? And it right. converts to laughing. Um, but yeah, so I mean. I guess the question is why 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 does that convert to laughing? Why is he laughing so much? And my take is that it's this irony. It's this crazy irony where Jack has this whole time trying to save people and here he is like if if Locke didn't come along and save him, he would have died. Like it's it's this crazy irony that he's the one who needed saving, right? That's pi- it is. I mean, that might be part of why he's laughing. Right, right. You know, he he's on this voyage to kind of you know figure out what's going on, and 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 now he had to get saved himself by by somebody like 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 Locke. Um, so I, I see that. So we see that scene, and we kind of shift back to where Charlie brings Claire some water, and we start to see a friendship start to begin to form. Um, you know, with the foundation being Locke's four hundred knives that he brought on the plane with him, and um, so we see this interesting. And this relationship, this friendship that you see forming here is going to be an interesting one in this series as long as, you know, as long as we we're, we have this friendship with them. Um, so keep that in mind. It's, it's interesting. Um, so Saeed will – so Saeed looks and she he sees Sun has a bottle of water. Dum, dum, dum. And earlier – we saw that Jen, remember, Jen had mentioned to son, your lips look dry. And she said, well, where are you going to get water? And he said, well, I'll, you know, I'll take care of that. So Saeed sees son with the bottle with the water. So she goes up, so he goes up to son and he confronts her. And says, where did you get this water? And he's yelling and he's yelling and he's yelling. And Kate just looks at Saeed and says, she doesn't understand you. She doesn't speak English. But Saeed ain't buying it. Saeed Saeed thinks she understands. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he 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 does, he does. 
Um, so Jin shows up. Here we go. And gets in Saeed's face. I'm talking smackdown's about to happen here. <clears throat> and so he finally figures that where did the water come from? And Jin points towards Sawyer <laughs> as the water thief. And Kate wants to confront Sawyer, but Saeed stops her. If you wait, a rat will always lead you to its hole. In Saeed's, Saeed's look, he's so um, unmoved by Jin that Jin backs down. You notice that? You have like yeah. these two like alpha, alpha, males. alpha male type guys, you know, right? Like standing up and like Jin totally backs down at that because Saeed is so like Jin is like puffing and huffing and he's like up and it, but Saeed is just like chill. Right, and you, you know, you yeah. get the sense that Jin kind of recognizes something in Saeed, uh, and backs down. Yeah, yeah, and and I I can't wait till we get to the backstory of of, of Saeed as well because that adds a lot to and why Jin. he didn't like, back down. Yeah. So that 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 that, that, that was, so they pointed a so so Jin pointed a Sawyer as a supposed water thief. So we then we see Sawyer. He's walking through the jungle. He's kind of looking around. He arrives at a suitcase buried in the ground. And he pulls out some cigarettes. <laughs> Not doing anything wrong. He just got everything hoarded. But he's tackled by Kate. <laughs> and I love his quote. He says, it's about time I made this birthday wish four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> just in Sawyer fashion. Just just making fun of things. Um, and then we... So then... So he's talking to... Sa- so Saeed eventually shows up. Because he's got Kate pinned to the ground. And Saeed shows up. He knocks Sawyer off. And as they're talking, we find out that Sawyer didn't take the water but traded the water for a fish <laughs> and so, and sawyer's got a good point he said listen it doesn't matter it's gonna rain soon anyways we're gonna get water food is what we're needing so he was i thought he made a smart trade there um but anyways so then <laughs> sawyer gives a gut punch to kate and throws the marshal's badge and calls her the new sheriff what a punch to her mm-hmm. um so then we shift over to Locke and Jack is having a heart to heart about leaving. Like, uh, let me just back off, okay, like, back ahead. to Sawyer for one second. There's a few points in this episode where, um, you know, going back to the whole Watto thing and like the whole, like, planting seeds and manipulating people and sort of like down, like, like presenting yourself in one way and then sort of like revealing yourself to be something else, but secretly you were that thing. And like Said is totally right about like, you know, like watch the rat long enough and you'll find where its little stash is or whatever. Um, you just, I just, he, he's just such an interesting character in that way, especially here where he's so happy to be sort of proven right or whatever. And then like right. throw it right up in her face with the badge. Um, it's all very Sawyer-esque. It's all really... It's a very good character. This is a good episode for Sawyer's kind of character when you kind of dig into it a little bit. It is. It is. And and now we know he's got to find a new hiding spot for his stash because everybody else knows where he's buried his suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you're right. You're right. It's a very... It's like you're peeling back the layers of the onion on Sawyer. And, um, and, and you're seeing him for, for, for who he is, who he wants to be. He wants to be proven right, but he doesn't care if anybody. And and that's come that comes true with what he says in a little bit to Boone. And to him, like just like one more thing, like to him, 
there's like assets. There's like all these little things that are valuable, right? And it might be a it might be an actual physical thing, like a pack of cigarettes or a bottle of water. But there's also these assets that are this moment with Kate where I was able to kind of take this upper stance like this. I was up take this high ground on Kate by showing her how, you know, how ridiculous she is for just automatically assuming that I'm the criminal here. Right. And, and it's it, 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 that, that is a very interesting dynamic. Since that, like you said, that she was the criminal. And she's calling him out. I think she's right, yeah. she she she's trying to start off with a clean slate and put that criminality on somebody else other than her, so people will stop looking at her that way. Yeah, good call. Yep. So, uh, so then we go back to Locke and Jack, and they're having a heart to heart. Jack doesn't want to do it because he believes he will fail. And there's that father mentality when he was a kid. He was talking to his dad. And, and I want to mention a few quotes here because this is an interesting conversation knowing the future of the show because this is one of those conversations between Jack and Locke that is very important for the whole show, for the dynamic of the show, as long as the series runs. So I'm going to read these quotes and just kind of keep them in the back of your mind. So Jack, so I mean, so Locke looks at Jack and says three things. First thing he says is, what is everything that's happening here happened? What if everything that's happened here happened for a reason? Okay, so you have a little bit of a mixture of fate there. Okay, fate and destiny. And then he says, I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. And that's like, like, Jack thinks that's this metaphor, right? Right. And in some ways, obviously it is, but for the audience at that moment, you have dramatic irony, right? Because we know, Jack doesn't know, but we know that that Locke has literally like stared down whatever this island monster thing is. And actually we, we didn't see him staring down it. We saw it. We saw like from the, we are the island looking at Locke. And so we, we know that he literally looked at the eye of the island. Like he's got some info. Right. And and we do know, and we mentioned in that episode when we saw it too, that that is a very important scene for a big theory that, that comes up. Um, later on in the show. Yes. Uh, but but he says that quote, and then he says, and then Jack pretty much looks at him and says, well, can I, let me go with you to help me find water. And Locke looks at him and says, a leader can't lead until he knows where he's going. Beautiful, beautiful way to just connect it back to Jack's searching and the white right. rabbit and all that stuff. He said, in, in essence, what he's saying is, he says, you have to know where you're going to lead them first before you can lead them. But in order to do that, you have to settle your past first. Right. You have to settle what's going on in your past before you can lead people. Um, so it's a very, very good scene. So Locke then leaves Jack to go find water. And we get the flashback um, again. And Jack arrives at a morgue to find out that his father had died from a heart attack and drinking. So this brings an interesting question. How, oh my, how can Jack's dad be dead and alive on the island? I would love to answer that question, but I cannot answer that question for you guys yet, for those who have not seen the show. That is an, uh, oh, I want to answer it so bad, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we flash back to the present. Jack hears someone walking in the jungle, and he chases the noise, only to find a cave with flowing water. Um, public service announcement, by the way, if you're ever caught in the jungle or wilderness or whatever, never drink standing water if you're lost. 
has a lot of impurities. Always find running water. Good advice. Good advice. Don't know why you'd be stranded in a jungle listening to our podcast right now, but hey. Um, he also finds a casket. Dum dum dum. So we know we we could generally pinpoint the pieces together about, about right here because you're going to see a lot of flashing between the flashbacks, the present, the flashbacks, and the present. But we generally know that this was his father. We have to know this is his father's casket by now. Yeah. So he finds this casket, and we know he's at a morgue, seeing his father and identifying him. So obviously we assume that's Jack's father's casket. Um, and then we flash back, and Jack is trying to get his father's casket put on a plane, but they won't allow it because he doesn't have the proper documents. Um, we get our first glimpse of Jin in line uh, before the crash, and he's kind of like rolling his eyes, even though he probably doesn't—he doesn't know what's know what's being said. He's just rolling his eyes because he just sees this angry guy yelling at the person at the counter. Right. Um, and Jack kind of breaks down to this lady. He says, look, I need to get that casket on a plane because I need this funeral to be over. I need to put his body in the ground. Um, it's He's trying to bury the sense of failure, I believe. And he's also trying to bury the sense of, if I can get this guy out of my way, my life would be a whole lot better if I can get this thing done with. Right. And, and it's, it's one of those false dream it's one of those like false things where you're chasing this thing that's not it's not real right like that's not the way to solve your problems right so they seen flashes back to the to the island and jack walks up to the casket and he opens it up and guess what his father is not in it nope nope empty and you will find out on another time why his father is not in that casket. Um, so he begins destroying the coffin. <laughs> he said, I'm done with this thing. I'm done. If he's not in it anymore, I'm destroying the coffin. He d- uh, it broke up easy. What, did you catch – What, what yeah. was he using? Like I feel like, like it must have been a baseball bat. Or something from, I thought it was like a metal pipe or something from the plane, a piece of metal okay. from the plane. That makes but sense. still, it, it broke up very easily for a coffin. Yeah. So we get back on the beach and we find out that some we see a hand with the bottle going up to Claire trying to get Claire to drink water, Claire to drink water and and who else comes in but Charlie and finds out that Charlie grabs Boone and throws Boone into the middle of this this pack of <laughs> pretty much I mean he's just he is he is out for this one and Boone is the one who stole the water because he claims no one would have taken responsibility anyways. That's why I felt like Boone earlier was really going after Jack because he's like, well, fine. If nobody else is going to take the, the responsibility of leader, then I'll do it. Um, I so feel he, like the like it's a it's a it's because of his sort of failure in the water is like he's trying to compensate for it by totally making a mistake but like to him he was hoping that this would be a way to kind of save the day right like manage this thing i'm gonna be the robin hood who figures out how to save everyone by making sure they don't all destroy themselves or something yeah and 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 i I can see that too i can see that um but 
But we do find out, but he gets thrown it, and Charlie just throws him in the middle of everybody, yeah. knowing yeah. <laughs> that they're about to rip this guy to shreds for taking all the water. So they're about to to beat the crap out of Boone, and Jack returns to the beach and stops the fight. Yeah. And he brings up the obvious question that nobody wants to ask. He says it's been six days. He said, but the question is, what if no one comes? What if what if no one is coming for us? They are looking for us in the wrong place. They are looking for us thousands of miles in a different direction. But what if nobody comes? And he mentions that he did f- find the cave a little bit later and that he says that tomorrow he's going to take a group up at first light to the cave to get water to bring back um, for the group. But he also brings out the fact that every man for himself won't work. And turning on each other won't work either. And he says a phrase that is prevalent throughout the entire show. If we can't live together, we are going to die alone. Very, very poignant reference there to the show. Mm -hmm. So like I said, he says that, hey, we're going to take a group up. I found a cave. It's got water. We'll go there in the morning. So then we have our end moving scene. Son, thanks, Jen for getting her some water and he said you know that that that's that's me that's what i'm here for um that i'm the husband um it, it's amazing the next episode uh, that we see these things build up on it um michael goes over to try to give walt some water walt's asleep so he gives vincent some water <laughs> <laughs> good old vincent it, it kind of makes you wonder how much the dog ate and drank um on the island as well and no doubt that dog was hot because it was full of fur on a hot desert island and Sawyer goes up to Boone and leaves Boone with words of wisdom. How does it feel to be the most hated man in camp? <laughs> <laughs> and Kate brings Jack some water, and he opens up about his father's passing to Kate. This is where I personally believe Jack has officially said, I'm going to take up the role of leadership because I've got to be vulnerable and I understand I'm going to fail, but I've got to help this group. I think this is this is where he begins to take that role up of leader. And then we get the lost ending logo. Anything else about this episode before we go to these last few things? No, it's a good episode. It is. Uh, and, it's one and of my like favorites. You, like you said a minute ago, it totally like between Sun, who is one of the few people throughout the episode who is the earliest ones to say, you know, like Jack's like, hey, no one's coming. Like, what if no one comes? She she was kind of saying that early in the episode. That leads into her, that whole her whole story in this episode. You see Jin in line, and it leads up to what we're going to see next week. It is, it is, because we're we are, we're going to talk about Sun and Jin next week, and we'll we'll and I like this episode. It's probably one of my favorite episodes of the series because it sets up so much of a foundational stone with things that are said and. Th- placing and, and and layering of people that it sets up so much for the remainder of the series. Yeah. In this one episode. So we, we you know, we, we did mention earlier there's a lot of searching. You know, Jack searched for his father, Locke was searching for fresh water, Kate and Saeed were looking for the stolen water. Boone was trying to find his role in the camp. Trying to find out what where where does he fit? Where does he um, where does he fit in? And Claire was searching for a hairbrush because you know you need that on an island. Um, Down the rabbit hole, everyone goes. That's and, right. Like you know, it's it's very appropriate for this show. 
Like you're, you're, if you're watching it for the first time, you don't really know. But like, as you're rewatching it and you realize, like, okay, so these little threads that are being pulled, and all these characters are sort of searching and falling down this rabbit hole, and it's just gonna lead to just the total unexpected so right def- definitely a, 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 an appropriately named episode right right and a new segment we have here on previous on lost sawyer's name dictionary sawyer's name dictionary so what we're trying to do is anytime sawyer calls somebody a name we are we're going <laughs> to record it on the episode because one thing about sawyer in this whole show is that he has nicknames for everybody all right so in this episode he had two nicknames he called shannon sticks and she kind of looks at him like sticks, and she's and he said, and he just kind of looks her up and down, and she just kind of rolled her eyes because she has long legs. And then he looked at Jen and said, "Mr. Miyagi." I love I love Karate Kid. Karate Kid. I love it. I love it. So that's Classic. Sawyer's name dictionary for this episode. What about some pop culture connections there, Bill? What do we got? All right, a little rundown of connections here. So both Jacks. Uh, first flashback episode, White Rabbit, and his first flash forward episode through the Looking Glass are titled uh, in the in the reference to the Alice in Wonderland book. So we're going to see another episode down the road that is sort of like a, a, a companion piece to White Rabbit called Through the Looking Glass. Um, so. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, um, Through the Looking Glass, and What Alice Found There by Lewis Carroll. So uh, Jack's father was said by Locke to reflect the white rabbit that Jack was chasing. Um, Both stories had Alice's character, had the Alice character being led into a cave-like opening by the white rabbit. Um, The white White Rabbit was Sidney Bristow's call sign in Alias, another J.J. Abrams show, which is actually a show I have never watched. It's a Me show I, sh- I need to check out. Uh, Watership Down, Sawyer was reading this book. Uh, you actually already mentioned that, Watership Down. Um, Strawberry Fields Forever, a line in that song by the Beatles. Um, Living is easy with eyes closed, and that is tattooed on Charlie's arm. And, okay, here's a Carol Burnett show reference. Christian references watching this show to wind down. The Carol Burnett show was a popular TV show. First aired in 67 and ran through 78. I actually remember watching reruns of the Carol Burnett show. I um, say I've never seen that show. It was like a, it was like a sketch comedy kind of show. Okay. okay, and then, um, so Kate... Has the the like her sign is Gemini, um, and that's a moment where uh, what do you call it? Um, Claire is talking. Claire, to her. yeah. Claire says, "Hey, I, I think you're a Gemini," and Kate's like, "Yeah, I am." Um, and let's see, the international. We'll live together or we'll die alone is a line from the from the English version of this famous socialist. Anarchist, communist, <laughs> democratic anthem, social social democratic anthem, the international. We live together, die alone. The other thing I was going to mention was um, the one thing like beyond Alice in Wonderland, like the biggest mention of like follow the white rabbit that comes up for me is the Matrix when yes. um, Neo is really 
first being pulled, the thread is being pulled into um, that whole world. And, you know, like the people visit him and say, follow the white rabbit. And he does uh, into a rave. And then f- ultimately it leads to the matrix. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah. So, you know, like that, that kind of always stands out to me. The matrix to me is one of the best, um, now, one of the best movies ever. Now, now I want to go back and watch that trilogy so bad. I may do that after stranger things just because, uh, <laughs> Oh, cause I've been, I've been, I've been watching a uh, uh, man of steel and Batman V Superman lately. So I've been on a old movie binge, um, but thank you for those pop culture references. In our next episode, we talked a little bit about it. <clears throat> it's going to be about Sun and Jin. It's called House of the Rising Sun. Very good. House of the Rising Sun. Dum dum dum. Uh, it, it so obviously it's going to be a Jin and Sun flashback story about how they came to be. Um, and you're going to learn a lot about the next episode. Is not one of my favorites. It's a good one. But it's not one of my all time. If I could see an episode again, it'd be, I'd watch it. But it's it's going to be a unusual episode, and I wish I could talk about it now. But we'll talk about that later. Um, but this is the end. This is what we talked about. Listen, so you can f- find out how you can um, follow us along, and get to know us, and talk with us, and communicate with us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can go to you can follow at RetroZap. That's the main network's feed. So go to at RetroZap. Follow them. Comment with them when they put something out. Um, you can also find this podcast on Twitter at Lost Rewatch Pod. That's at Lost Rewatch Pod. You can find us on Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram. It's at Previously on Lost Podcast. I know that's a mouthful, but it's all right. So it's at Previously on Lost Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash previously on lost. That's where you can find this show. So you can chat with us, communicate with us. You can post something in the Facebook channel of a theory or, or, or just all around. Stay in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Um, you can find me on Facebook. No, not on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at the DC fanboy. That's at the DC underscore fanboy. And what about you? Where can they find you at, Bill? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Lost Star Wars. Um, and I just want to mention that the main place, like if you're going to pick one place to go find us, join us in the RetroZap Discord server. So just go to RetroZap.com and there's a there's a there's a Discord link like right on the main page. Follow that. Join us and chat on dis- on the Discord server. Right. Uh, I-, I may not get on Twitter um, throughout the whole day, but Discord usually sends me a notifications quite often. And if somebody says something, I'll, I'll throw a quick, quick reply. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the best way to talk to us is in Discord. Um, you can also go to RetroZap.com, and there's a bunch of other things. There's articles posting all the time, a ton of content, other posts, other podcasts. We already mentioned the Dork Layer podcast is out there as well. If you read the, um, if you read the Star Wars comics, um, Dennis Keithley pretty much reviews every single episode. So like, if you're, if you're like a regular reader of the Star Wars stuff, just follow along with him and get super interesting insights analysis and just a deeper kind of like reading into into those star wars comics i know there's not a lot of people that are just reviewing every single issue so good 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 do that i encourage y'all to y'all to reach out like like we said earlier there's superhero shows podcasts as well we have scarlet velocity green justice um we have agents of shield which is currently going on right now because the other two are on are on um they're they're hiatus now um 
So really dig in. There's a lot of Star Wars content shows. You know, you have Bruise and Blasters. Um, uh, you have Starship uh, Sabers and Scoundrels. Right. There's the, the, if you have a fandom, we probably have it over at RetroZap.com. So check it out. Um, there's a T Public store as well that's got some of our logos. I don't think our logo for our show is up there yet, um, but a majority of the other shows are up there as well uh, for your fandom that you could possibly imagine. So, with that being said, I believe that is all the announcements. Bill, or is there anything else? Nope. All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, we'll see you back on the island. Peace.